0: Welcome to Hope is Here, bringing hope to those struggling with life's difficult situations.
1: Welcome to Hope is Here. My name is Greg Horn. Uh, excited to share with you about a new devotional book that I recently uh, found out about from my good friend Linda Tupin. Uh, she said you need to check out this devotional book called Fingerprints of God, a 30-day devotional and journal by Ruth Smith and uh, I got a copy of it, and I really have enjoyed reading it, so I want to have uh, Ruth today share about uh, this wonderful devotional book she wrote. And Ruth, thank you so much uh, for joining us today, and congratulations on your devotional book.
0: Well, thank you so much, and thank you for having me.
1: Well, i got to ask you, uh, what inspired you to write this 30-day devotional book?
0: Well, I'm going to have to say it was God-inspired. Um, I was Um, really seeking his guidance on leaving um, my 40 hour week job in the medical field and uh, had been praying for probably two and a half years for God to give me the desire of my heart to be able to stay home and take care of my parents that were elderly and um, COVID hit, and here I am in the medical field coming home to them. So um, it really weighed heavy on my heart trying not to get them sick and things. And uh, so I really was struggling hearing God's voice and just um, really needing Him to speak to me. And so actually I asked two of my friends um, that lived one hour away and one three hours away to do a Bible study with me, and they were like, sure, just pick out something. And uh, so we started a Bible study and Zoomed once a week. And uh, three weeks into that, The Lord spoke loud and clear for four mornings in a row at my kitchen stove. And um, one of my friends, she's a big journaler, and she's like, you've got to write that down. And I'm like, okay, but I'm not a journaler, you know. And um, so anyways, I sat down at my desk like the next week um, with a notebook and a pen, and it was like I didn't have a pen in my hand, and all I could see was a typed-up book. that's
1: where it began. Well I love that you know you you sought God uh, you reached out to a couple people uh, and said hey walk on this journey with me you got in God's word and uh, I think to me just the story that always speaks to me is I say a story but just it was Jesus' life but before he was getting ready to go to the Garden of Gethsemane and pray and uh, you know he asked Peter James and John to pray with And of course those were kind of his three close friends and Obviously, uh, Jesus, you know, didn't have to have anybody because he had God, but I think he was modeling for us that, uh, you know, we need to do life with others, and I love that you did that with a couple of your friends, and sounds like uh, God showed up.
0: He did in a big way, so yeah, but I, I'm like you, I do think that uh, he gives us uh, strong Christian friends to uh, support and to lean on, and um, you know, they're two of my best, so.
1: All right. Well, one of the things that I wanted us to do today and uh, we're going to do tomorrow is just uh, we'll talk more about the book and. Things, But you, you wrote just some wonderful devotionals that uh, I like them because they're short, but they're powerful. And so people can't use the excuse, well, I don't have time because uh, everybody would have five minutes to do one of these. But you started off with uh, something that I haven't had for a while, but I'm going to have to try to see if I can find a loaf. You wrote one, the very first one, on the lesson of the sourdough bread. So share with yes. us, uh, uh, share with us about that devotion. Okay, well, this
0: was the one... This is where it all began. So this was at my um, kitchen stove. So if you don't mind, I'll just read through this real quick. Absolutely. Um, So the lesson of the sourdough bread, uh, which is day one. Sometimes we ask the Lord to answer prayers in specific ways. I am learning that his ways are not my ways. For two years, I have prayed for God to give me the desire of my heart to be able to stay home and take care of my parents and eventually my husband while working as an independent beauty consultant full-time. I have asked God as Gideon to take my 40-hour week job away from me if that is what he wanted me to do. As I learn that his ways are not my ways, I'm also learning that he is asking me to step out on faith and to trust him. I'm learning to listen to him speak and responding to his request. Is it hard? Absolutely. Will it be worth it? Absolutely. He has spoken to me in many ways over the uh, last few weeks, even being comical and making me laugh. The lesson of the sourdough bread has been the loudest. As I vis- visited the Amish store in search of tanning salt, I felt myself drawn to the sourdough bread. Let's face it, you can't go to the Amish store without buying sourdough bread. As I have battled hearing God speak to me, I am also learning to trust in his provision the morning after I purchased the sourdough bread, I woke up in anticipation of how good it would be. I proceeded to cut off two one-inch-thick slices and loaded on the butter as I heated the iron skillet with my mouth watering. As I fixed my toast, a dear friend sent me her daily bread devotional. Knowing my situation, she felt led to share it with me. What I had been struggling with was brought to life in those words reading the devotional as my bread toasted god spoke loudly and clearly as he proceeded to let me know that he would provide for me and my family it may not be fancy sourdough bread with twice the price of the bread i usually purchase but it would be sufficient the toast was a little hard to swallow that morning but i got the message the following morning i got up and cut off two slices of the sourdough bread about a third of the size from the previous morning. He doesn't want us to waste what he's provided, even during a lesson, right? As I buttered the bread that morning with more than enough butter, he spoke once again, Do you need that much butter, or will a little be sufficient? Okay, Lord, as I scraped off the excess butter with a smile on my face, it is sufficient. By the third morning, I didn't even get the bread out of the bag, and he was at it again. As I looked at the sourdough bread, he let me know that the bread I had been eating was enough with a little bit of butter. Every morning, I put honey, a good amount of honey, I might add, on my toast, and this morning would start out no differently. As I turned the jar of honey upside down with a hefty squeeze, he spoke once again. Do you need to smother it with honey, or will a little be sufficient. With a chuckle and the thought, really, God? I set the honey down and began to lightly coat my toast with a butter knife and a little bit of honey. By the fourth morning, I've got it. My simple bread, easy on the butter, and a light coat of honey, or so I thought. As I pulled my two slices of bread out of the bag, God said, do you need two slices, or will one be sufficient? By this time, I was swivel- Full-blown laughing, one, will do. God can speak to us in unusual ways sometimes. We just have to be willing to listen. I know that God will provide as I transition into my full-time career as an independent beauty consultant. He just asks that I trust him.
1: Such, such good stuff there. Uh, We, uh, here in America, of course, uh, like our stuff don't we and uh i yes, love your do. i love your example there uh, about the sourdough bread and i definitely would be eating two pieces and slathering it and butter and honey <laughs> so i could so relate to that when i was reading this uh earlier this week and uh yet the uh, guy was saying that he was going to meet your needs and that maybe you just didn't need as much stuff as uh you thought you did right as you made this career right. change
0: absolutely absolutely You know, there's scripture that says he will provide everything that we have need of, and so he does, you know. Um, I think that sometimes we get caught up in all the wants and not just the needs, you know. And, you know, he's not going to give us everything we want, but he will supply all of our needs.
1: Well, then you quoted one of the things I like in your devotional book. uh, After you write one of the devotions each day, uh, you ask a question, and the one for this day was, what lesson is God trying to teach you? And uh, man, I just, I know I need to pause and reflect. Uh, I like reading devotionals and do one every morning, but uh, I like, Sometimes I have to admit I'll look at the scriptures with the devotional, too, but I don't maybe necessarily answer a question. You said, what lesson is God trying to teach you? And so that's one of the things I think people will be by, blessed by if they get a copy of this devotional book. And then on that same page where you ask that question, you provided a place for people to write. But you had a, one of my favorite Bible verses at the bottom there uh, on that page three, uh, Isaiah. Chapter 55, verses 8 and 9. Would you share that with our listeners, please?
0: Absolutely. Uh, Isaiah 55, 8 through 9 uh, states, For my thoughts are not your thoughts, nor my ways your ways, says the Lord. For as the heavens are higher than the earth, so are my ways higher than your ways, and my thoughts higher than your thoughts. And so they are. You know, and you talked about the question, you know, it's so easy to sit down and get in a hurry, read the devotional, read the scripture, and walk out the door and never have another passing thought. But this allows you to ponder a question and relate it to your life and gives you the opportunity, to me, to get closer to God in that walk.
1: Well, one of the analogies that I like to use, uh, um, I'm the radio uh, play-by-play announcer for Lexington Christian Academy High School football. I've been doing that for 10 years and right above us is always a member of the offensive coaching staff and the defensive coaching staff and they have headsets on and they can call down to the coaches on the field and say hey here's what we see up above the field we can see what's going on you know while they're down there in the trenches going through all the you know hitting and just all the speed of the game and it's always just that I think of this bible verse that you know that God's up above looking down on our lives and even though sometimes while we're just doing life we can't see what really is totally going on and uh, where God is working in different areas um, yet he, he is and so uh, I always love that verse. And I think those two verses, Isaiah chapter 55, verses 8 and 9, uh, think about that with that sports visual. But if you just tuned in, I want to encourage you to uh, get a copy of this book. We're talking with author Ruth Smith. She wrote a wonderful new devotional book called Fingerprints of God, a 30-day devotional and journal. And uh, I like you wrote one uh just kind of really made me pause for a second uh, called Facing Jericho. Uh, share that one with us.
0: Okay. Um, So, Facing Jericho. My pastor preached about Joshua and what he faced at Jericho, a wall that was so big and so mighty. How could he ever defeat his Jericho? As the pastor preached, I thought of all the Jerichos in my life right now. I know everyone's Jericho is different. Sometimes one's Jericho can seem petty compared to others, especially when someone is fighting cancer or other life-threatening illnesses. Or the loss of a child or a a loved one. My financial burdens and stress are no comparison to that but it is still a Jericho to me. I actually made a list of my family's Jerichos and you may want to do the same. It allowed me to ask for guidance and to help me defeat each one of my Jerichos by calling each one out. You may have only one Jericho right now or you may be like my family and have nine. No matter how many you are facing, there is a big, mighty God who is there to help you face them and to break down that wall to get you to the other side. I challenge you to march around your kitchen table as you pray about the walls that need to come down. Ask God to help you fight the battle, and he will show you the fingerprints of where he has been during it all.
1: Such, such good stuff. When I read that, it just really made me pause and think about that, too, about, you know, we all have those walls that seem just overwhelming. And once again, you do a great job uh, on the next page, giving people a place to process. You ask the question, what's your Jericho? And uh, mm-hmm. I really, really love that. And uh, just really, really great opportunity to process God's word and what he's doing. Unfortunately, we're out of time, but the good news is, is that uh, Ruth is going to be back with us tomorrow. So if you've been blessed by this program, I hope you'll share it with somebody else. But join us again tomorrow as we talk about Fingerprints of God with Ruth Smith. I'm Greg Horn, and this is Hope Is Here.
0: Thank you for listening to Hope Is Here podcast. To listen to one of our previous programs or to make a tax-deductible donation, please go to our website, hopeishere.today. That's hopeishere.today. Feeling a little blue this holiday season? Struggling with depression or anxiety? Feeling a little hopeless? Join Greg Horn, Stacy McDonald, and other mental health advocates in Lexington on Saturday, December 2nd for the State of Mind Gospel of Mental Health Conference as they share on how you can go from hopeless to hopeful. To register and find out more information, go online at thegospelofmentalhealth.org. That's thegospelofmentalhealth.org.